Mansell with HJ Sports, and today we're going to go over our new sites within the Tetra line for 2022. So new for 2022, we actually came out with a new way to mount your scope housing to the infinite adjust bracket. No longer do you have to worry about your vertical adjustments uh, intertwining with the second axis adjustments. So as you'll see on the scope housing, uh, there's actually an additional brick. You can either mount that to the inside of the riser or to the outside of the riser. We recommend that for most traditional bows, you mount that to the inside of the riser and for any sort of sight that you're gonna mount in line with the bow to use the outside. Just flip that around um, and mount it to the outside of the riser. So within each of the product categories, we have the Tetra Max, the Tetra, and then the Tetra LT. As always, our Tetra line of sights come in four different scope housing size options, an inch and three eighths, an inch and five eighths, an inch and three quarters, and then also our four pin housing, which is an inch and three quarters. We also offer a 10 thousandths pin and a 19 thousandths pin for both single pin and four pin options. On the Tetra itself, we once again have micro adjustments as well as your macro gain adjustments for left and right. For your vertical adjustments on your Tetra bow sight, you'll want to use the screw right here on the infinite adjust rail and the screw below that. You'll just loosen those and slide it up and down. Another key feature on the 2022 Tetra bow sight is the integrated scope ring that has a built-in level. Another key feature on the 2022 Tetra site is the ability to take a 2500 blue burst light. This is an added on accessory, but you can actually put that on there to add light to your pin or to reduce light. With that, we also have mechanical rheostat, which is an exclusive feature to HHA on the Tetra line. You'll be able to turn in the rheostat if you want to dim the light, and then you'll also be able to turn it out if you want to let more light in. Also on our 2022 Tetra line bow sights, the Tetra comes in either a fixed frame, our Hunter Edition frame, or it comes on a four to eight inch adjustable dovetail. All HHA products are 100% made and sourced in the USA, and they carry a 100% lifetime warranty. For any more questions, please visit our website at www.hjsports.com. Hello, we're at the ATA show at uh, Veteran Innovative Products, uh, an all-American made and manufactured broadhead. So we've got a new one for 2020 called the Combat Veteran 4-Blade. As you can see, 4-Blades got a lot of the same high-quality materials we used with our original 2-Blade Veteran, but the Combat Veteran has a different deployment system. How it deploys is you just squeeze a little bit on your main blades, okay, those compress, and then the broadhead opens. It still has our momentum management compressible blade technology. So the the cutting diameter is inch and a quarter by two inches on this when deployed. Uh, in flight, it's one inch by inch and a quarter. Another feature we added this year with these heads uh, is that you can exchange the bone breaching field point tip with a 125 grain setup if you would like. So swap the tip out, get you 125 grains instead of 100, which is big with those Western hunters. And then it's really simple to lock back in place, roll those blades up, and then it's a click and another click on the other side. It's completely set in, will not prematurely deploy, will not rattle free, solid containment, 100% deployment every time. So we've made a lot of good adjustments and refinements to it to make sure that it's guaranteed to deploy every single time. So that's what's new for VIP this year. 
Welcome back, guys. This podcast is brought to you by RPG Coffee Company, a veteran-owned and operated socially responsible coffee company born to support members of the military, law enforcement, and firefighting communities by donating 50% of their profits. The true secret to living is giving. And don't forget to join the RPG Coffee Club today. Don't wait until you run out. Stay ready to rock by having RPG Coffee delivered straight to your door each month with our coffee club. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Bucks in America podcast. I am your host, Jeff Ann. So this is the second episode coming out of Mission 20 here at Twin City Rod and Gun Club here in Nina, Wisconsin. Today's guest is Jim Zetek. He is the mastermind behind Show Us Your Meats Barbecue. He cooked up a feast yesterday and today, and everything was top-notch from ribs to his pork butt to his chicken to... Uh, his burgers, I mean, everything was just fire. Now, I'm going to, what really got me interested in it was like, for Ryan from yesterday, he told me to have him come on my podcast today, and it's like, now we finally have an opportunity to do it, and we're in a situation where we have a nice, cool breeze. So, Jim, man, tell us about you. Hey, my friend, thanks for having me on here. Uh, yeah, as you mentioned, Ryan, uh, he and I met up several years back on a gun range he was working at, and uh, he was wearing his Iraq hat, so I made fun of him a little bit for that, you know. <laughs> But uh, we linked up, and we've been good friends since. We've worked together in the past. I was on his podcast uh, almost two years ago with my younger brother. And uh, so, yeah, I, uh, I served in the Air Force. Uh, my first week of basic training was the week before September 11, 2001. No so shit. So you were right there before everything just yep, kicked September off. September 4, 2001 is when I was down there. And it was bizarre because everyone talks about, September 12th, the day after, and what the shape of America that day. Uh, yeah. We didn't get to see it because we're confined in training. So we never understood all the, you know, there were no politics involved. America was just America. So uh, we didn't get to see much of that. Um, but, yeah, I finished up training. Uh, I was stationed in San Antonio for a couple of years. From there, I had my first deployment out to Saudi Arabia. Um, and another milestone there, I was working a flight line one night. And the base I was at is called PSAP, Prince Salt Air Base. And we're doing flight line security. That airbase was a major, major hub in the Middle East for the, our, you know, coalition aircraft. Okay. And one night we're working, and about 9 o'clock at night, every single plane took off fast, rapidly. So we're all kind of wondering what's going on. And again, yes, we were Air Force, uh, so we went back to our <laughs> dorms at the time, and we turned on uh, CNN, and Baghdad is just getting lit up. So that was the start of the shock and awe, not knowing we were actually a part of it there on the flight line. Um, okay. Again, for 19 years old, it's a bizarre experience to be a part of. Uh, but yeah, fast forward, I, I was in Germany for a couple of years, stationed out there, uh, went to Africa a few different times uh, on different and various missions, uh, came back to the States. I was in Idaho for eight years. Uh, from there, I deployed to Iraq two different times. Um, I was medically separated with back issues uh, 13 years in at uh, 2014. Okay. And uh, ultimately came back here to Wisconsin. I grew up here, grew up on the Northwoods, um, you know, Crivitz area, Beecher, you know, those areas up in the, the Northeast. And... Uh, yeah, came back to the area. I was working the corporate America thing for a while, and like many veterans, wasn't getting much out of it other than a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just got to the point where, you know, my head wasn't in it anymore. Um, I didn't have at this point. I didn't have a thing, an outlet, a go-to. Uh, you know, a lot of folks have um, mechanics, um, woodworking, reading, gardening. You know, something that calms their mind. 
and I didn't have any of that, and I didn't find it until uh, last year. I was 38. Um, as a goofy idea in February of last year, I uh, remembering I had several friends, Ryan included, who liked to take pictures of grilled and smoked meats. Okay. At the time, I could grill a hot dog and a cheeseburger. That was it. <laughs> I just figured I would start a group because I've seen pictures. Um, standing in my kitchen, the idea of show us your meats came to mind. Um, I figured if it was show me your meats, that would probably get some backlash. <laughs> you so, probably see a bunch of sausage <laughs> yeah, pictures. A bunch of stuff I wasn't looking for. <laughs> um, so I went with show us your meats. And again, figuring it was small, maybe a few dozen people in the neighborhood type of thing. Um, it exploded. And it exploded no in a very, very quick manner. Um, I had several friends in the group who were big into smoking meats at the time. Again, like I said, I hadn't done that before. They started pushing me and motivating me, and I had purchased my first pellet smoker, um, ruined a lot of meat <laughs> in the learning process with that, uh, and then a buddy of mine who, I don't know if they mentioned him, uh, he provided the sauces and rubs today, Greg Fisher, Marine Corps veteran, the owner of Burn Pit Barbecue, um, and they're out of uh, Racine here in Wisconsin, and uh, he pushed me into a competition he was hosting, Okay. and he asked if I would do it, and I said, no, man, I mean, I don't even know what I'm doing. He okay. said, well, you, sh you should do it. And uh, I asked him what's involved. Well, we're going to do ribs, and we're going to do tri-tip. the hell is a tri-tip? I don't even know what that is. So I get in there, you know, I get involved with it, and now because I posted in the group I'm doing it, now I'm accountable. You know, I oh, can't yeah. float into this. So I practice on tri-tip for about five weeks. All right. Uh, my nephew and I and a good friend, Amanda, we took first place in tri-tip. No kidding. And I was hooked. I was hooked, and that, that was it. It threw me over the top, and I said, this is it. This is my thing. All the hours and prep and everything that goes into it, That's this is what does it for me. Um, so I'm still working full-time. As I'm doing that, I'm continuing to get picked up and asked to do cooking events. Um, I'm still learning, still trying to figure out how to cook, but the brand is growing, and I didn't know it was a brand that was growing. I just thought it was a group. It's Now it has become a brand that's growing. Uh Towards the end of last year, I got my license, I got certified, I got everything I needed. So what do you mean by licensed and certified? Yeah, licensed, the LLC, oh, um, all okay. of my food management courses and everything needed, and, and the trademark for the logo. Okay, now now this is real, now this is a business. Well, it's not full-time yet because I'm still working full-time. Um, I dove in end of the year, which meant everything I was doing was cold weather here in Wisconsin. Okay. Um, I've done cooks that were below zero in a man-made smoker that had no insulation. Um, Lake Geneva Winterfest down on the beach. I was the only food vendor this year. But cold at 4 a.m. on the uh -huh. beach, zero degrees. But I'm in my glory. This is when I figured out that this is my this is my passion. This is my outlet. That's awesome. My therapy. And now coming into the spring, I'm getting more and more bookings. Um, the economy's nuts, obviously, as everybody knows, not to get political, but I just got to the point where I said, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I got to do it right. Um, I sold my house, made some good equity, left corporate America, and invested into the business. And this has been full time now for several months, okay. just about every weekend, um, to the point now I have pretty massive opportunities coming up that I'm not going to go into detail yet until they're certain. Yeah, um, I know what you mean. This, I've been there. This past week, I was approached by two different individuals for two different reasons, um, but it affects the business in a very, very positive way. It does. To the point where I'm just, I'm floored to be a part of it. I'm floored that any of this has ever happened. Um, eight months ago, the idea of a business wasn't a thing. A year ago, 14 months ago, I couldn't, I didn't know how to operate a smoker. I didn't know about internal temperatures, nothing. Uh, but here we are. I've had a lot of help along the way. 
Um, I have a wonderful friend here with me who made the trip up uh, to help out this weekend, Jessica. Um, without the help that I've had, I'm not where I am. Ryan's been a big help too in pushing the business. The point being is I spent a lot of time dealing with um, negative mental health, um, depression, anxiety, PTSD issues. This became my outlet, my therapy, and uh, it's been absolutely incredible for me. Um, I use the Show Us Your Meets group. I try to keep business stuff out of that, um, but I use that platform each and every Monday, and I do a Facebook Live called Meets and Mental Health Monday. Um, so I go nice. live. I'm very transparent about my past, the things I've struggled with, uh, my you know depression and everything in between. And I've got a lot of positive feedback from that where people have told me, you know, one of the reasons they may still be here is because of the transparency and the Meets and Mental Health Monday. So I'm very proud of that. I'm proud of the positive impact that the group, the brand, you know, has in the community. I'm proud of the progress I've made personally, um, now professionally with uh, the business and uh, being being able to be a part of so much, being requested so often to come do cooks. And uh, it's, it's, it is absolutely mind-blowing for me because this was never, ever a thought, never a thought of mine. So I know the feeling because... My, I've always been really into the cooking food. So my, my grandpa showed me, my dad showed me. Then from there, I just kind of took off from there. But when I was going through college, I always like really like having people come around to my, my place and hosting parties. Like we got to the point in time in our, in, in my college career, it's like every Sunday was going to be bar, barbecue. We're sure. trying to mind you, this is Arizona. So it could be 120 degrees outside. Guess what? We're doing a barbecue. <laughs> we even send out invites because. All they needed, all they, all they want to know what meat we're cooking and what time it was going to be done, and right. we'd have 20 to 30 guys show up. Right. It was just a fantastic thing. Well, then, as life progresses, I kind of went away from it, but now it's like I'm, I finally got a place where I feel comfortable bringing people in, and I've only been smoking about as long as you, well, you've been smoking longer than I have, sure. and I've really picked, I've, like, I've already had the, the basic chemistry understanding of it all sure. with the internal meats, but Pinterest, YouTube have been a really big game changer, and also being part of a group that helps you like bounce questions off yep. like and i didn't even know about your group so we have to go sign up for it because I, I it's good to see other people out there to share that stuff and i do i go instagram lives on mine i talk about why i do archery why i do the podcast and giving giving people that idea that it's like it's you can you can make anything happen by just putting just Absolutely. making that one step forward and, and you put on a hell of a show and like the people you've brought in together it's like you 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 were this whole weekend is for a great cause too. Right. Now Ryan's told me about it. So, what what made you partner up with Ryan to do the cause for Dominic? Yeah, Dom, his buddy Dom, uh, yeah. who's who's terminally ill at the moment. Um, yeah, the guy is is a beast from his uh, military career to civilian law enforcement. Uh, and Ryan is a friend to me, a fellow veteran, a brother to me. And he asked me for help. Would you be willing to come up here this weekend, donate your time, um, your efforts, and everything? Yeah, absolutely, man. So. It worked out that what I had mentioned I had just recently sold the house, which now means I'm doing the RV life full time. So I uh, I towed on Friday. I towed my smoker up here, turned back home and uh, grabbed the RV, brought it up. So I'm going to be up here for a few days doing that. Um, I'm just happy to help anybody that asks. Um, that's just kind of the way you know I was born and bred. Like I said, he reached out. I'm a veteran. I want to help fellow veterans. And I said, all right, brother, I'm there for you. So we showed up with the smoker and. Uh, yeah, last night I was out here, I think, around midnight, a little bit before, and then uh, changed up the menu so I didn't have to do that again today. But uh, just been an incredible experience. Happy to be a part of and, and be here to experience HHA and, and what they're doing and uh, see how folks are networking and, and 
you know, making relationships through archery here. So I, I really, I really do enjoy it. Um, one thing you had mentioned was um, Pinterest and YouTube and stuff. That's probably one of the most, uh, one of the things I'm most proud of in the group shows or meets is that there is absolutely zero negative content. It is all positive. There's no bullying. There's no, why the hell would you do that? That's stupid. Yeah. Don't cook it that way. Um, everything is positive, and I'm very proud of that. Um, it's just, it, it's so much fun to be a part of. So much fun to be a part of, and to be able to share the platform in, in the way I'm able to. That is fantastic. So, would you, when you, so, when you get booked for events, then do you, do you provide the menu of what you do, or you just cater to the customers like, hey, I want X, Y, and Z? How do you, how do you, negotiate what you're going to be doing for right. said customer. Right. So obviously barbecue is specific to meats. Um, and the prime, the primo meats, you know, being the brisket, the pulled pork, the ribs, the chicken. And, and I mean, they're very, not to say they're basic, but that's kind of the standard what folks want. Um, I'll throw in my sides are typically beans or macaroni. Um, now I'm getting folks who are, you know, different smoked veggies. And, you know, this today, we uh, had to had to call an audible, and we threw some burgers on, which typically I don't do when I'm smoking meat, but I do have my grill here, so I was able to do that. Um, the menu, people people will message me and say, "Hey, I'm having this event coming up. Thirty people, fifty people, hundred people. Can you help?" So then I'll start off with, "Okay, what type of meat? I can do any of you know those few I listed." And it's it's they just kind of settle in with that. I try not to do anything. Someone had asked me about providing desserts and. You know, I appreciate that you're a customer, but I'm not. That's not what I do, and I'm you, not gonna. Yeah, that's not your your right. main focus. I right. get it. Right. So, yeah, kind of working with the customers. Like I said, it, meat is very specific. You know, if I had an Italian kitchen or something, people want Italian food, and you kind of go off that. So, yeah, and doing it all, learning from it, um, it's it's been a blast. It's been a blast. So, what's been your 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 go to if you're going to be ho- if you're hosting the event? What would be a spread you'd put together for somebody? The for easiest, the-, the easiest to me, and uh, most convenient is pulled pork. Um, you throw eight or nine pounds, you know, per on the smoker. Um, I enjoy flavoring at different flavor profiles. Um, I really stick to what they call Texas style. You know, different regions have different flavor profiles. I like Texas style. I like the basic salt, pepper, garlic. It's bold. You know, there's a little kick to it. Um, it's not sweet. It's not. It's not anything too fancy, uh, but that's that's typically my profile with that. So pulled pork, brisket. Um, I really started to get into chicken lately, doing more ribs lately, and uh, you know just adding to the repertoire where it's not just. I, I I did an event about a month and a half ago, in a food truck that was next to me. He came over and said, "What are you guys doing?" And I said, "Just you know pulled pork and macaroni," and the look on his face of, "Wow, that's real basic and simple." And I'm like, I guess you're right. I didn't think about it. And I said, what are you doing? And he listed off like 18 things from their food truck. Um, it was a su- successful event, but then it got me thinking, you know, I, I could be doing more than just one or two items. So that's why today, I mean, we had three different items out there. And, yeah, so adding to it, loving it, having a blast. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because with the 4th of July, just being so recently here, I just got done during that event, I ended up cooking brisket. Uh, six, seven pounds of venison and some St. Louis style ribs. And it's just a simple pit boss tower and, and it's just chips. And so it's like, well, in the back of my mind, it's like, well, how am I going to prepare all these? They're all going to cook at different times, but they're all, but the nice thing is they all have a threshold of 200 degrees. Right. So that's what in the back of my mind was going on, but like everything drips, you know, and like, right. and so I don't want to have a, a venison that tastes like brisket. <laughs> so the way I did it, I just kind of look, well, the venison is very lean, so start at the very top, 
then I want ribs, and then I want the brisket right. because of how it all just kind of drips down and such. Didn't wrap the ribs. I just kind of left them as they were, and it turned out delicious. Zero leftovers. Mm-hmm. And the brisket, zero leftovers. So I really like challenging myself yeah. and, like, working with my audience because I want to experience different things. Sure. And the great thing about it, my audience, they just, like, people, but meaning the, the folks that come over and eat my food because they never know what I'm going to come up with. Right. So that is what I found is really fun because, like, I think now, like, I want to work some more with some fish now. Right. So we have – I have access to Sam's Club, and they have cutthroat, and they have salmon, something that I, I can at least experiment with until I'm able to go back over and go fishing later right. this fall. Right, Yeah, and, and you mentioned the different things, how you're learning, um, and I was going to ask you because, you know, you mentioned putting the, the venison on top because it's a lean meat. Is that something you learned on your own, or is that something you picked up uh, through YouTube through something else? That was just being able – experiencing all the cuts of meat right. different, at different points in time. Right. And I just kind of learn from each one because I know with St. Louis ribs, it's got a lot of fat on it. It's got some uh, some um, gristle to it, yep. and it can be very juicy. And it can I, that's how I got my first grease fire. So it's like, okay. <laughs> so it's like, well, that, I got to figure out about that. So that's why yeah. I changed up my water pan. And I got the, the largest pan that will fit in there, and, it go, and it's four inches deep. So I just fill that thing with plump full of water. But the best part was, now all I need, once I put my meat in there, I never have to open up that lid. Yeah. It stays in there. And I, and I recognize that the uh, thermostat that the pit boss comes with is absolute horseshit. Right. It's garbage. Yep. So then I, w- I went online and did a bunch of reading on a different uh, digital smokers. Yep. I found one where I can I have it supported four prongs, four probes. One is simply just to keep the temperature of the smoker at a consistent uh, yep. temperature. And, and then just going from there. And, but it's it's a learning curve of all that fun stuff. So this way then when you put together a spread like this, if people are going to be talking about it for for years, yeah. decades, at that matter. Yeah. Um, so one of the things I learned early on in barbecue, almost to the point that it pissed me off, um, <laughs> I, I had asked a buddy of mine, all right, I'm I'm going to do it, man. I'm going to do it. I'm going to try my first brisket. And I'm psyching myself out. And he said, all right, here's what you do. Step by step by step by step. Okay, I got it. And obviously, I got impatient. It turned out horrible. Um, wasn't yeah, it happened was to me mine. on the first one, too. Yeah. But what got me, and this is what was pissing me off, is I started watching that show, uh, Barbecue Pitmasters. Your three judges are world-renowned judges. Uh, Myron Mixon, winning, winningest man in barbecue. Aaron Franklin, everyone knows him from yeah. uh, from Austin, Texas. Tuffy Stone, uh, Mo Kaysan. All these guys, world champion barbecuers. Not a single one of them do it the same way. And that drove me nuts. That drove me nuts. You could put a slab of ribs in front of them, and they're all going to come up with different ways and their favorite way to do it and say, I'm right, you guys are wrong. That drove me nuts because in my mind – in order to do a brisket properly, it has to be this step each and every time. That's not the case. I put out a debate months ago in the group, uh, fat side up, fat side down, and it was split 50-50, and everyone had the reasons. So it pissed me off, but then it fascinated me to the point where, all right, I want to learn more. I want to keep figuring things out. You know, if I'm going to do, uh, if I'm going to do this pork butt. Well, last time I tried, you know, this type of seasoning, this time I'm going to try this seasoning, see what's different, see what I like better, what I don't like. Um, really just keeps me engaged. It keeps my mind focused and entertained. Um, I've wasted a lot of meat by my screw-ups, but each and every screw-up is a learning experience, and that's that's how I look at it. Exactly. Everything's a learning experience. Like, I went through the same thing, too, and it's like I, w- I wasn't quite sure how to trim a brisket, so mm-hmm. it's like, well – I, I checked out Sam's Club in my local area. That was like, it was 12 pounds. And it's like, well, that's a lot of energy to dedicate to something like that. And my smoker, does, it's like, it, it's very high maintenance in a sense. So I was like, well, what can I do differently? So then my wife and I went to a different location. It's like, 
Woodman's here in Wisconsin. We all know Woodman's. Yep. Well, they already have a pre-trimmed brisket. They average between five to eight pounds, mm-hmm. and it's already trimmed up. All you need to do is season it the way you want and throw it in there. And I never knew that like there was a, there was a difference between fat side up, fat side down. So it's like I just throw it in there fat side up, but right. it's like all right, this works because because watching videos yep. and just kind of like, well, I'm just gonna try this and I'll I'll judge my audience and and see what they say. Right. And the nice thing is I tell them like be critical critical about it. The worst part is, is like I always I, it's the, some of them some of them are brutally honest and some of them are like well I always like your stuff so it's like it's, it's gonna be very one sided. Right. So that was just a fun thing and so I I really like doing fat side up because. Well, that's I don't have leftovers, so that's how I judge what I do a, right. a cook is like, do I have leftovers? What it, and so like then if I have leftovers, why do I have leftovers? And like, and I that's why I ask it. Right. And but if I don't have leftovers, well, sh- I did a fucking right. I have no yeah. idea what I did, but I did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. As I was learning all this last summer, I uh, I had leftovers a lot, and it's not because it wasn't good. It's because like, unfortunately, no one in my family really cares. They like their basics. They like the burgers, not dogs. Um, and that, that was, you know, part of my learning experience. I go to the grocery store and I buy 14, 15 pound brisket and it, I'm the only one eating it. And then I'm like walking to neighbor's houses, handing out samples and, you know, and then I'm feeding some of the dogs and it was, it was an expensive hobby to, you know, to learn, but I, I enjoyed it. I, uh, I would cook up all the meat I could. We do family days down at the lake and, you know, I'm down there with pork with ribs and brisket. And then it's, uh, are you going to put hot dogs on? Ugh. Yeah, I'll do some hot dogs. And then, you know, I'm going home with plates and trays full of all this uh, all quality meat, good, stuff, good yeah. stuff. I but, I, uh, I already have a rule of thumb. I do not cook. I do not cook um, hot dogs. I just do not like them. Mm-hmm. After after you start seeing people like slice them very thinly and put them over a slide and you can use the microwave, like oh, yeah, no. And it's like, I refuse <laughs> to make it for anybody. If you want it, that's your gut. That's right. your gut biome. If you want to eat crap, don't right. bring it here. I right. but it's like but then with like I when the people that that want some of the stuff. Well, then it's like I will get a higher quality meat for them right. on the side. But the nice part is like there's only like one or two people, so it's like, well, that's they're smaller. Is a little, they're, what they want is a little, little smaller than sure. everybody else is going to be getting. And that's where I always pour think like, well, who who is going to be showing up? And that's what I put the thought into it and kind of play around with what what have I done? What haven't I done yet? Right, right. And then I just kind of pull them like, what do you guys want to try next? Like, do you want me to do some fish? Do you want me to try um, pork, beef ribs over pork ribs and like do you have a specific cut? That's how I look at it. It's like it's just kind of like because the people I'm around are very curious, mm-hmm. and that's what I love. If they're curious, they're gonna want to experience new things. So I tell them it's like you can be dead tomorrow, and it's like guess what? You didn't get it. You, you, all you like is hot dogs, and lips and assholes. <laughs> like if you want lips and assholes, you can join the air force. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, okay, for <laughs> yeah, I could I could set you up with a mic. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Farm is always is hilarious because yesterday when we had everybody on, we were just bouncing back and forth. And I just kind of just sat there and just listened. Yeah. Because these guys are more of the show than I am. Yeah. And we laugh so much. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's been um, the butt of just about every joke today. today. Oh, he's, yeah. Um, milking. Milking this little caterpillar he calls a mustache. <laughs> and nobody can figure it out. But uh, he's, he's super proud of it. I don't know if it's his first facial hair. Um, but his daughter likes it. That's why. It's that's, like I, okay. I, 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 when my daughter said she liked the beard. It's like, well, I'm not getting rid of it now. Yep, there you go. Solid. Uh, <laughs> so, Jim, do you have kids? Do not have kids. I, I just got my two dogs. And uh, sometimes it's like, you know, it's worse than having kids because kids can be so easy and dogs are so difficult. But uh, <laughs> no, just me and the dogs. Okay. So, yeah, I was going to ask because it's like, that's what I like 
what was that was one of the things about when I was growing up. My grandpa was always willing to get us out out of the norm and always wants us to try new things. Yep. I think that's what really sparked curiosity for me. Did you have any like role models that like to try to throw like, hey, what do you think of this? Uh, what do you think about that? Not necessarily. Um, like I said, my my family they they like their basics of food. So as far as food goes, there wasn't really anybody. Um, not till this group started and took off. Show us your meats. Um, there's several guys in the group. I have, yeah, I, I will say I do have a mentor now. His name is uh, Chad Shortridge, and I will plug the hell out of his business. He's in Southeast Wisconsin as well, and a Navy veteran. Um, he's about a year ahead of me in the business. He's got his barbecue business called American Made Barbecue. Yeah, and he has bailed me out so many times in different events. Different, bro. I'm doing this right now. My temperature is here. It needs to be here. What do I do? Um, hell of a great guy. He's a brother to me too. Uh, and, and he's been the one, he's been the one that I learned from the most, uh, prior to that. Well, like I said, I just got into the meat smoking and it's been a passion, you know, just a year ago. So I didn't have anybody prior to that, but, uh, having somebody like that really guide me, help out, um, show me my mistakes and, uh, how to, how to learn from them has been huge. So do you have any curious, like with, since I'm just going to, we're going to limit the, the, the meats that we can eat here in the North American continent here. Mm-hmm. So is there any particular game that or any type of meat you want to like to dabble in next? I have not. Um, I have not yet smoked elk. I've had elk. I was out in Idaho for eight years. Um, I have not had that. I love to learn some of the elk. Um, I know bison is a uh, tricky one from I've heard. Okay. And then I see a lot of folks posting gator. I, that's that's exotic to me. I don't know if I can wrap my head around it, but I'd certainly you know give it a try. No, there's a, I post this on my Facebook page, but there's a there's a, a company down in, in Florida that do all the gators down there, but they'll send you uh, a five, you know, between three to six foot gator already trimmed up, packaged, shield, sealed, and they'll mail it out to you for 150 bucks. Well, that was the special they're running for um, for Fourth of July. Okay, like, this is really cool. It's like somebody actually taking the next step forward. It's like. That's that's one of the next meats I want to try out too as well. But I'd like to get my hands on like a mountain lion or, or a oh, cat. Wow. Yeah, yeah some some interesting like that. Some little little, little risque. Yeah. It's like just to be able to have it because, like I mentioned earlier, it's like I want to. We only live once, and it's like I want to be able to have this opportunity to share with people because right. I think that's what always been my calling. Like what God really showed me in my in my pursuit of passions is like cooking and getting people together. Sure. And it's like sharing that bond. The last couple of years, when Toma kicks off for the for. The, the very first uh, start of the, the show for HJUSA, I put on a feast. And this year I got my smoker in and I, was, I smoked up a storm for everybody. Yeah. Ribs and, and steak and all that fun stuff. Yeah. And I think that's just why I just need to continue following that call. Yeah. Yeah. When you do that and then when you see everyone's reactions and going back for seconds and, um, well, I, you know, like a lot of folks that stand in line, uh, well, I had to come over here because, you know, my buddy Joe said, you got to go over there and try that. And, you know, hearing that stuff, seeing the feedback, um, I, you know, follow up messages after an event. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's, it's one of, I mean, who, I'm just a kid from, you know, small town, Wisconsin. And now I've got people who are clamoring over, you know, meats that I just learned how to do. I'm, I still can't wrap my head around so much of what's going on. Yeah. Even being a part of an event like this. I mean, it's not just fire up the grill and throw burgers and hot dogs on. Being a part of this where HHUS or HHA and um, Ryan and other professional organizations trust me and my business 
Uh, we're going to have, you know, several hundred people come through. We trust that you're going to put out a good product. Happy to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. That is that is the cool part about it. I, I, we were talking about this yesterday. It's all about the Chris Ham effect. Because as soon as he comes into your life, it's like the spider web just just, just blossoms sure. in which direction. Because it's amazing how fast you can connect with other people and such. Sure. And like that is the great part. Now, since you're a mobile guy, it's like you can now can go down and and men, go with, go with your mentor down in southeastern Wisconsin. Yeah. And then it's like when yeah. the winter comes on, like hey, let's go down to Texas and, right, and exactly. like really learn. Because like, do you know how cool that is to find a whole new passion yeah. in in the middle of your life? It's not necessarily a midlife crisis, but what <laughs> happened during the twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one? It really created a lot of uh, of um, creativity for yep. a lot of folks. And I think that's a was, was a really good blessing in disguise because now we're people are willing to take the risk and they saw like. This nine to five grind is just not for them. Right. They want to experience more of this world. Yeah, it's it, it's it's generational. Um, you know, I mentioned uh, to my my dad who worked forty years in the beef industry. Um, he he did the Monday through Friday grind, and that even meant long commute down towards the Chicago area. To him, that's work. That's that's what a man should be doing to work is a Monday through Friday. So my brother did it last year. He left his corporate job. And he started his own woodworking company. So he's working on his own. I did it this year. I've got the barbecue business, doing it on my own. And, you know, for him or for his generation, they look at that like, how can you do that? That's not a steady, guaranteed, once-a-week paycheck. Um, I can get away with it because, you know, I don't have kids to support. And I can bounce around and I can, you know, make ends meet either way. So, yeah, it's it's a different thing. It's not the, the Monday through Friday. And like you had mentioned, with the Rona coming through, change that perspective for a lot of people and a lot of people are going into business and, and doing their own thing as opposed to you know that mm-hmm. normal what they consider normal grind yeah my dad worked uh for 30 years working the quarry life doing that um hard work mm-hmm. like working getting up at three o'clock in the morning and not getting home until until dusk right. then you have the long commute home and i think a lot of a lot of folks are waking up you can great you can pay them 40 bucks an hour but it's it's the work life balance right. that is it's, it's really now starting to shine through. Right. Don't get me wrong; there's gonna still people gonna be doing those trades, but that's really kind of changed the perspective on everything. And then with the interweb being able everybody to communicate, it really creates inspiration because now it's like I want to. It's like I would like to sit down and just do run an event with you and just be your helper, watch you do it, mm-hmm. and like and watch you handle this big smoker because. That's that's where I see myself in ten years, yeah. or maybe well, that's that's a long term goal. But usually, I've been crushing my goals lately, so it's like ten years <laughs> turns into five years, five turns into awesome. three. But it's like, but seeing how somebody work your large grill because that's what thirteen thousand, thirteen hundred square inches or something. Yeah. Like, how big is your smoke? Yeah, room? it's it's huge. I can put upwards of three to four hundred pounds of meat in there at a time. Wow. Um, it's got the uh, obviously the smoker itself, and then the far side, which came in handy today, is a huge charcoal chamber. Um, so we had a, in full disclosure, we had a little snafu this morning with the ribs, uh, may or may not had a, a little grease fire. So <laughs> we had to, we had to compromise and improvise, uh, cause we, we charred a couple of the ribs. Um, so my lovely friend here went to the store, picked up some burgers and I was able to fire up the charcoal and make up for those ribs. So we had some good burgers on there. Um, but yeah, it, that thing has been a blessing. I originally started my business. I think I mentioned with a homemade smoker, my brother and I built. 255 gallon drums and a firebox on the back. Okay. Um, I literally burnt that thing to the ground or within inches to the ground type of thing uh, to the point where the last time I cooked on it was back in April. And yeah, that was an 18 hour cook. And I could start to see orange dots in the firebox from outside, which oh, wow. means I'm starting to burn through this. 
And, uh, yeah, it was time. It was time to upgrade. Um, I picked this one up. It was used. There was a guy in Sheboygan who had it, and he was so thrilled to see that it was going to get some use again because it had been sitting in his garage for a couple years. Um, so thrilled to see it was going to get use, and not just, you know, once every two or three months. I mean, this is a regular thing. That thing is going every single weekend. Absolutely love it. So uh, since – since this was used, what did that run you then, if you don't mind divulging? Yeah, that no, so that brand new, you're looking at about $8,500. They come, uh, that unit um, comes out of Tennessee, a company called Sling and Steel, and 80, about $8,500. That's called the Ultimate Game Day. Um, I picked it up for just 5000 from them, mm-hmm. but it's in great condition. I mean, you can see that, and it's been sitting for a couple of years, so we just repacked the wheels, um, and now it's just full of miles and lots and lots of meat. That's pretty cool. So. That's nice that it's it's already portable, so you just back it up where you want it, where you want to drop exactly. it. Exactly. And so then, like, is the undercarriage of that? So that powder coated. How does that um, treat it so this way it doesn't rust out? Yeah. So it's powder coated. It um, obviously going back to the grease fire, <laughs> which is not the first time. Uh, it's it's well taken care of. You can see all. I, I mean, when it, when I, these grease fires happens, I got to you know close all the vents and everything, cut off uh, the airflow, and just kind of ride it out. Uh, fortunately, not all the meat was was destroyed, uh, but I mean it's thick steel on there. The uh, firebox is insulated. It's a very efficient unit in that uh, what I was used to doing pork butt it would take twelve to thirteen hours. So my first time using that was with pork butt. So I started at four thirty in the morning. Dinner service was at six p.m. Plenty of time in there to work. The pork butts wore to temperature at ten thirty in the morning. So six hours into the cook, and the pork butts were where they're supposed to be six hours later. So I had to uh, I had to nurse it. I had to milk it. Um, by the time service time came around, it, they, it wasn't the best cook. We'll put it that way. It was edible. It was still good, but I wasn't too happy with how tough it was. But that's just, you know, learning the new smoker and, and how that works and the efficiency of it. That is the nice thing. So with that, like, because you noted, like you were telling me, it, it escalated really quickly. Right. Like it was, so now – what would you do? Is it all by trial and error about how much wood you throw in there then? It's, yeah, it's trial and error. And like I had mentioned, I dove into this last late last year. Mm-hmm. So everything I had done up to that point was cold weather cooks with an uninsulated firebox. So you're used to having to cook at a higher temperature. Right. to get Higher the- temp, feed it faster, feed it more. So that's what I was doing. And, it, you know, it backfired in a good way. Nothing was destroyed, and I learned from it. Nobody got hurt. That's Nobody got hurt, Absolutely. So that so, is a really good thing to work out then. So with with this with this past weekend for yesterday and today, what uh, how did you be able to maintain a consistent temperature to be get, hitting that that stride at ten o'clock in the morning? Yeah. So again, learning everything, learning this new unit, learning what's different about this from my previous one. Um, three weeks ago, I did an event down in Elkhorn where I was cooking again overnight. Towards the end of the cook, I'm putting firewood in, but the temperature's going down. So what I learned is that, or what I wasn't paying attention to, is under inside the firebox, under where you put the wood, is a, you know an open space. That's where all your ash ends up going. But you Correct. need to have that for airflow. Well, it had built up with ash, and I wasn't really paying attention to that. So the fire was not getting any warmer, no matter how much wood I was putting in. Um, so it's monitoring that. It's just monitoring all the uh, uh, little delicacies of it. Um, is that the right word? Delicacy, whatever. Intricacies. Intricacies. There we go. Intricacies of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, monitoring all that. Uh, today some grease got caught down in there and, uh, that's what caused, you know, a little bit of a grease fire. No harm done. Nobody was hurt, but, uh, except my pride. 
that's, <laughs> again, not the first time will be the last. So with that, with that minor mishap this morning with mm-hmm. the grease fire, what do you think you do next to avoid that from happening again? It's it's more more uh, detail in paying attention to all the clean spots, um, making sure that there's not stray grease, you know, where the fire is going to catch it. Um, I learned that uh, depending on how the, the smoker itself sits, the angle of it, when I put my firewood in there, I don't want to push it all the way up to, you know, in as far as it goes against the, uh, the smoke tank because that's where grease drips. So I want to keep the fire further back. Um, and just let it do its work with the smoke flow. So, all right, how's that from happening? Because, like I always told you, while I learned from my my grease fire, is I just put a bigger uh, um, water, well, sure. larger tin tin pan in there. So I was wondering, like, well, that would, would would that be something you would do? But now, now since you know, it's like, well, I don't have to go all the way back there now. Right, I just do take care of that all. Right. Yeah. So many, uh, so many mistakes and failures that became learning experiences, and happy to go through them. That's that's the best part about cooking, man. It's like you get to joy all these different mishaps but the best part is everybody ate all the meat so it's yeah. like you still managed to yep. create a solid product i enjoyed it yeah and it, it's funny because it it became then how we presented it so yeah a few of the actual um ribs were charred and i'm not going to serve a poor product um the rest of them rather than you know you get three ribs a plate we turned it into, wow, these are so good. They're fall off the bone. Now you get rib sandwiches. Here you go. That's beautiful advertising. <laughs> when I heard that, it's like, that's the way to think yep. about it. Yep. So rather than be mad because it's not the perfect bite that you want, mm-hmm. so okay, we're going to improvise. Here you go. You got a rib sandwich. Yeah, that's that. And plus, then it also allowed you to use up a lot of those buns. Yep. This is where you don't have to worry about any waste. Right. So that was just creative thinking on your feet. That's a that's the only thing about it being a being a, a cook or a chef mm-hmm. is like you have to be so quick on your feet to recognize a solution real quickly. Yeah. That's the cool thing. About, that's the nice thing about like I don't know, being in a high stress scenario and like the, you you went through your services and stuff like that. Right. But it's like for you, it's like this is easy. It's like I can now see my solution as a problem can right. unfold. Right, and it, it's it's it ju- it does bring anxiety. Because you look up, I've got my canopy, and I'm standing at the smoker, and I look up, and there's, you know, a dozen people waiting on me. And they're all watching. You know, I'm not in the back kitchen at a restaurant where they can't see me. Everybody's watching and seeing what yeah. I'm doing. So it could be a little nerve-wracking, but uh, like I said, you know, a hundred times, I love it. That's a unique thing about, like, when you know you have good food, and there are, people are going to willing to wait for it. That's right. why, like, for me, if, if, if I'm past budget for my time, right? I, I, got other, I have other means to, to entertain them. It's like, oh... Your, your, your drink's empty. You should go fill up with some more bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Stuff like that because they're going like, to be more more excited about that stuff. Right. Uh, so much fun. So you're, you're doing injections here with your, your chicken. Right. So what is some of the next thing? Like, do you have another event coming up that you're going to play around with some different stuff? Yeah, I've got several events coming up here. Um, I mean, like I said, I've booked through the rest of the month um, into next month. I've got uh, – I'm doing a, a high school reunion coming up here in a couple of weeks. Uh, down where I'm from, the 30th and 31st. I'm booked both of those days. The 31st is a uh, a celebration of life. So I mentioned Chad Shortridge to you yes. a year ago. This group started Show Us Your Meats, and at the time in my neighborhood, we had a little boy uh, named Colt Lazzaroni, six years old, in desperate need of a heart. And over time, you know, we're, we we get the community together, and we want to. I'm sorry, Farmer's over there talking. Um, we got the community together. The folks in the community looked at the group and me, show us your meats, and said, you got to be in charge of food. Well, I don't freaking know anything about cooking for that many people. I've got a charcoal grill. That's it. Um, a friend of mine works at uh, 
Lake Geneva Country Meets. She's in there working one day, and a guy walks in, gets to talking. Turns out it's Chad Shortridge. Okay. Again, they've never met. I never met him. No idea who he is. They get to talking. He says, yeah, you know, I'm starting my own barbecue business, too. And she just says, hey, would you mind cooking for this event we have coming up? He said, absolutely. So he jumped on board. And then we had another guy come up from uh, Illinois with his smoker. So they volunteered their time and their smokers and efforts, and uh, we cooked for this fundraiser. Um, fast forward to this year. Unfortunately, we lost Colby. Wow. Um, that's he, unfortunate. He, he got a, He did get a heart. His body wouldn't take it, so they had to make the decision. Um, so this coming uh, July 31st is his birthday. Um, so we're doing a celebration of life. The family asked me if I would cook for that. Completely honored. Absolutely honored to do it. Um, I don't know what's going on the menu. To go back to your original question, I'm not sure what I want to do, what I want to you know, tinker with, different flavors. Um, I assume for the crowd that we're expecting, we'll do pork. But uh, what flavor profile? Uh, what injections? I don't know. It's it's like we've said already. It's so much fun to learn and experiment and watch everybody's you know bellies get full and the look on their face when you walk away. And uh, you know the universal sign for good food is that uh, you know type of thing. <laughs> so that's that's kind of the, the the fun of it all. So that is fantastic. So now on your spare time when you're not doing one of the big events, is that when you're going to like go to the grocery store and find something? Like, yep. Okay, I want to try this out and do something a little bit smaller, and then you figure right. out from there. Yep. Yeah, so, again, just me and the dogs, I'm very uh, – uh, I, I have the leniency to pick out whatever I want, whenever I want. And yeah. fortunately for me, the dogs are typical dogs, and they'll eat anything. So they don't care what flavor profile I go with. You know, they're not <laughs> going to get upset if I do one versus the other. Um, so, yeah, when I'm, you know, doing it for myself, I can throw – I do have a pellet smoker with uh, with the RV, um, so I can throw some ribs on there, try different flavors, uh, wrap versus no wrap, you know, all kinds of different things. You know, everyone has their ways of doing it. I mentioned that show, uh, Barbecue Pitmasters. They all swear by their own way of doing it, and none of them are wrong. And that's what's that's what's fascinating to me. So, yeah, in spare time, I can practice. I can, you know, try various things and, uh, you know, continue to enhance, you know, the gaining knowledge that I'm getting. So Sweet, man. I'm, if you get yourself some elk, let me know. I will drive wherever you're at in the state. <laughs> I, want, I want to try that now. In the, in the upcoming weeks here, right. do you have anything that's open to the public for people to come and, and, and taste? Because you said you got some private events. Do you have anything right. that's public that you can talk um, about? Not yet, actually. Not until we get into September. And I'd have to verify before I even mention it. But everything I've got coming up is private events. Um, we, like I said, my friend just helped me out. Three weeks ago, we did Cunis RV down in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. That was a public event. Uh, we did really well despite the rain and the mud that was down there. Uh, crowds were still coming out, you know, I guess campers and, you know, they, you know, rain or shine, they enjoy it and they love the barbecue with it. Don't have anything for the public coming up as of yet. Um, but that's just because of how much I've been getting booked. Uh, blessing in disguise when I first started doing this and I left the job and sold the house, I was going to be in Northern Wisconsin partnering with a restaurant up there. I keep getting booked in my area. Um, and it's a good thing because unfortunately my mother is ill and has been for, uh, several years. Now that I keep getting booked in the area, I can stay in the area and I have the free time Monday through Friday because I'm not commuting Monday through Friday to spend as much time with her that's as I awesome. can. Um, it's everything that's happened happens for a reason and it's been a very, very large blessing that, yeah, I'm happy to, happy to have. That's awesome. Now, folks, for you guys listening to the podcast, I am going to be sharing this episode and I will be keeping, a, keeping an eye on Jim here to let you guys know when there's going to be an upcoming event so this way you guys can go check out his cooking and understand why I am just bragging about how good his cooking is. So, Jim, what's the best way to find you? 
We are on for the the original platform is Facebook, and the group is Show Us Your Meats. There's also a page on Facebook called Show Us Your Meats BBQ, and then I have a website, ShowUsYourMeatsBBQ.com. It's crucial because it drives me nuts when people do this, whether they think they're funny or not. It's not Show Me Your Meats, it's Show Us Your Meats. Uh, so that's where it's at. Show us your meats, bbq.com. Show us your meats on Facebook. And, uh, we're, we're happy to have, especially in the group, we're happy to have all newcomers. We've got, we're close to 6,000 members. We're in 10 countries. I've got, uh, two of my interpreters in Baghdad that share their meals, share their recipes, um, wishing from Baghdad. They wish my neighbors here a happy birthday. It's just, it's awesome. The networking, all, every, every bit of it. And, uh, people have, you know, this, it Watching that group is a break from their reality of the day. There's no BS. I don't scroll through and see bullying. I don't scroll through and see this or that. So, so everyone in there is glad to be there, and uh, we're glad to have you. That's fantastic. Thank you, Jim, for coming on the podcast, and I'm looking forward to seeing you again. Awesome, my friend. Thank you very much for your time. You're welcome.